taste of dragon's gaming podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of dragon's gaming podcast. A podcast for everyone's day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you rocket cars listen to. This week, it takes a cozy show to clash this hard. The news is pulling into the PlayStation. Our topic is in early access. And in moments in video game history, we're talking about the great Atari burial. And as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. I'm Sal. And I'm Joe. Hey, guys. Yet another week. Welcome back, Amanda. We missed you last week. We did. We also missed uh, Lewis as every single week. Hopefully, he'll be back soon. But I do have a, uh, a question for you all. So what was the game that you guys were most hyped to play but disappointed by the most? So, like, something you guys were so excited to play before it happened, but then were like, oh, this isn't that great. For myself, it was Spore. I was so hyped to play this game for tens of years, and then I played it, and I was like, oh, this game's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just didn't have more than, like, the creation thing. You put a bunch of eyeballs on someone, and you're like, oops, all eyeballs, and then it's like, there's no more game after that. You peaked peaked at the top. Yeah, I peaked after, like, two hours. (laughs) I, I didn't actually get as far as uh, being disappointed by the gameplay of the game. I was actually disappointed by this game before it even came out. <laughs> oh, no. I was very hyped for Sea of Thieves because I thought the oh. concept was really fun to have all your, your friends come together and you're all in the same pirate ship and you get all the different instruments, you can drink beer. And then as soon as they were like, yeah, and then there's going to be other people in this game and they're going to attack you. And I was like, no, nah, nah, you lost me. <laughs> I was very, I went from like 10 to like, no. <laughs> not feeling it i don't know if any of you guys have played this game before it's called project eden came out for the ps2 this was so long ago but it was built up as this like four player co-op where every everybody is like a different class there's a robot in there there's like a sharpshooter in there and i was like this game is gonna rule i bought it i played it with three other friends and I can't believe how much I disappointed my three other friends oh, no. <laughs> because this game was terrible. Ugh. Not only was it bad, but like we didn't even make it past the first level because like it just broke. And we were like, oh, oh let's, tr- let's try worst. it again. And then we tried it again. We got to the same exact spot and same exact break, like couldn't get Oof. past it. And we were like, oh, no. But yeah, that was mine. That's a deep I mean, cut. I'm sure I got some from childhood, but I probably just blocked them out. But but right now currently it's it's Outriders for me I and mean, just for the amount that I was so into it like that demo where I was literally I felt like I just finished watching Aliens and I was like <laughs> yeah let's go and then I spent two hours reading every single codex drop in that game to then jump into the multiplayer and be like I can't do anything or my my stuff's getting erased and uh, I guess now I'm just like waiting for it to work for me um, mm-hmm. but I, but I want that story so bad. <laughs> That's that's what comes to my mind first. Fair enough. I have so many that I've literally been listing through my brain of games <laughs> that I was so hyped for that I played for an hour and was so disappointed. And I, you know what? Honorable mention goes to Jump Force. I hate that game. <laughs> and I was so hyped for it. That was a bad game. That was a bad game. But I, the very first game that came to mind was Soul Calibur. Mm. I bought it because you could play as Link. I think it was on the PlayStation. One. Uh, I just the can't... Link one was on the GameCube. Was it on the GameCube? Yeah. That's what I bought it on then. I bought Soul Calibur because I was excited to play another fighting game. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be my jam. And then I only played with the fencing guy because Link oh, sucked. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, he's a Raphael. I think it's Raphael. Yeah, I liked him a lot. 
And I hate that game. <laughs> I think I played one one entire uh, rotation of getting to the very end with Raphael, and I was like, and I'm done. Yeah. I don't ever want to play this again. All right. Well, thank you guys for for sharing your story. I thought that was an interesting thing. So I was I was thinking about. It. I was like, man, Spore was just so terrible. I wonder what everybody else thought. <laughs> I'd like to point out that yeah. as many references as y'all have been making about how bad Cyberpunk was. No one listed cyberpunk. So just, it's true. Just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I want to point out Lewis isn't here. It's yeah, true. he's not. He's not. <laughs> I would like to also point out that uh, I am down to only one cyberpunk reference per day, and I've oh, already okay. used that earlier in Troy's stream. So uh, I can't okay. use it again. <laughs> That's fair. You're That's rationing fair. your cyberpunk references. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what, guys? Let's get into our actual games this week. What are you playing? And uh, this week, you know, I'll start us off. And by us, I mean Joe and myself will start us off. Because we're going to be talking about It Takes Two. Indeed. We, uh, we finished this game last week on the stream on Saturday. We were somehow able to stretch out 15 minutes of gameplay into uh, two and a half hours. Nice. <laughs> so go us, go us, pat yeah, on the back. Pats on the back, pats on the back. <laughs> but man, that game was so charming. Uh, that game had had everything that I didn't even know I wanted in a co-op game, in a co-op game. And every single thing was different. All the Every single environment was completely different from the one previous to it. The story paced along pretty well with the exception of some elephant ears rop- ripping off. Uh, but... I, I love this game so much. What about you, Joe? I also really liked the game, even though it has a dark black spot right in the middle of uh, of elephant ear rippage. I am <laughs> that that's gonna stay with me probably for a very long time. I I did not like that part of the game, but I did like pretty much everything else. Even losing what was it like a hundred and seventeen times or something like that something in mini like games. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, I'm I'm really glad you mentioned that moment because I was genuinely like euphorically enjoying this game. It was flawless. And then it ha- that elephant moment happened and we had to stop playing and I was like, I don't know if I've ever played anything in a video game that made me feel as miserable as that specific moment. Because every part of me was like, I don't disagree with why you're doing, I don't agree with why you're doing this. And that I've seen like characters die that were less heart-wrenching than just like, yeah. what are you doing? It was, it was. We haven't played the game since. Yeah. We are going yeah. to pick it back up, but. I, I don't blame you. And, and it's not even, it's not just the elephant ripping, airs ripping off. They also started bathing in their daughter's tears. Like she's crying and they're literally underneath it, like rubbing their armpits. Like, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be human again. It's like, no, y'all are no. monsters. <laughs> it, I think the most disappointing part of that is that that entire level beforehand already kind of gave you the idea of like how selfish they are in the situation. And, yeah. and yet help build that they're they're starting to communicate with one another better they are starting to become like a team everything is kind of working out a lot better for them and they still went to go do this awful thing and mm-hmm. literally aside from that one part of the whole game which also almost made me if we weren't streaming it we might have stopped we might have stopped <laughs> <laughs> i may yeah. not have went back after that because I, I was so upset there are moments in games that i have made me as upset as this like ghost of tsushima looking at mm-hmm. you but it was almost like the same thing, though. It was like, you don't have to take this from me. Don't take my joy. Don't take how, how awesome this level is for me. Why are you doing this? But the rest of the game's great. So uh, story-wise, how do you guys compare it to uh, the other 
uh, titles and from this developer like a way out yeah. and stuff like that. It's it's very similar, but it's the the stories are kind of completely different mm-hmm. because like in a way out, you're playing as two people who don't know each other supposedly. Um, they're two strangers that have to kind of learn to trust each other while also getting revenge, mm-hmm. you know. And so the dynamic is definitely different there. And the competition between the two when you did have mini games was there, and it was it was understandable. It did also have one moment that made me very, yeah. very angry. So it's, it really it's very par for the course of being like, this whole game's magnificent. And then they're going to test you. They're going to be yeah. like, but, meh. And you're like, but no. From what it sounds like, this moment we're talking about is not even near the end of the game. So there's yeah, still the lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of game after it. There I is, think it's which the halfway is exciting. point. Yeah, I, I would say if it's about the halfway point. Cool. It, dep- it also depends on how you play. There's a lot of time to, to be able to goof around with this game. Like there was... We had no idea how long it actually was. And then every single week we were playing even longer and longer and longer because we we just didn't, we wanted to finish to the end of a level and then, you know, next week save the next level. And I I felt like this was a full, like a very, very full fledged game. They did not skimp on anything. You have, and as Brian said earlier, you have completely different types of levels in every one of the worlds essentially that you go to. You, the mechanics change, how you have to co-op with one another changes. It's really great. Yeah. And especially because it's, it's a $40 game and, and you have to play it with somebody else. Like it's mandatory you play yeah. with somebody else. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to play online with a friend, the friend does not have to own it as well. Oh, they really? Can just, yeah, they can play for free uh, on, your, on your copy. Oh, that's pretty even amazing. online. That that wasn't the case with the way with the way out. It I was not no. running into that problem of being like, "Hey, let's play this game," and they're like, "I have to buy it." I'm like, "Well, sorry, <laughs> I yeah. guess we're not. Do- I guess we won't have fun tonight." The, yeah, the gameplay is just so good. Um, I I highly recommend this to anybody who has a even fleeting interest in this. It's it's definitely one of my games of the year. I don't know if it's awesome. the game, but it's definitely one of my games of the year. That's would exciting. You say it's, year. it's about twenty hours long. Would you say gameplay wise? Uh, I, I would say about fifteen. Got it. About fifteen hours. Yeah, if all you're right. if you're really looking at every single little thing and touching all the different things, it'll take you a long time because that's yeah. what I did. And poor Brian's like at the end of the level, going, "I need help on this end part. I need you to do the thing that you're supposed to do." I'm like, I'll be right there. I'm just I'm just getting a massage from from the little worms in the garden. It's really nice. You should stop to hit. There's like a little onsen in here. It's it's so pretty. So what I'm hearing is that. Troy and Joe should play this game together, and then Brian and I should play this game together. <laughs> Brian and I would finish it in seven hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And not Joe put... would be still playing this game next year. <laughs> Me and Joe would find our own game within the game. We would end yes. up like putting on a play. We would end up having like a photo model session. <laughs> yep. We would never get done with the game. Troy would somehow have a somewhat other family in there that he's feeding every single day. I don't even know how it's possible. Know that while you guys were playing it, we were able to watch your stream when you played it. Yeah. That everything Troy was doing was like oh i did that and i did that like, okay. <laughs> i literally said out loud while you guys are playing I'm like man man if it wasn't for brian and manda we would never finish these games <laughs> like troy and i are like playing in the chips looking at all the <laughs> and i'm over here with manda going all right let's just get this done let's uh yeah. how about you just come <laughs> over here and uh the answer is the green button troy you can just just press just, the green button just, just anytime just you want to press the, <laughs> just the green just button anytime. troy yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but you see this one. pencil over here? Yep, I and did. The, did you see mm-hmm. that eraser mm-hmm. over there? We, we have did you pencils. see the paperclip over there? <laughs> we, we have pencils outside of <laughs> but, virtual but reality, What Troy? if I bring the paperclip it's over to like the green button? It's just like a regular pencil. Why would the paperclip do anything? <laughs> so so you guys finish a game. We are the tastes of dragons. We eat sandwiches and play sure. games. Give us your sandwich rating on It Takes Two. 
for me, it would have been a five out of five if it didn't have that elephant sequence. Okay. It was so disruptive in the the beautiful way this game plays out that it gives it like that. This is a four point five. This is like a four sandwich, and it's that much. That's how bad that part yeah. was. You, you ate that sandwich, but there was something bitter in there, something a little yeah. off yeah. that okay. you had to like spit it out. It was like a nail or something. Like a nail was in there. <laughs> oh, no. you, you spit it out, but you still enjoyed the sandwich. It was an yeah. elephant ear. Oh no. no! No 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 no! It was a sandwich where the sandwich parts was elephant ears. <gasps> one of the elephant ears was undercooked, so, oh, the, so the powdered yeah. sugar is just uh, so mashed like onto doughy. it. And it's just terrible. Ugh. Yeah. It's like the worst Zeppelin you've ever had. <laughs> uh, for myself, I was, I'm was i going to go with 4.75 out of 5. Okay. It was a very tasty sandwich. And that's, and that's kind of because of that moment. Because mm-hmm. you actually do see how kind of terrible they are at parenting. Because they, at that moment, they're only thinking about themselves, not about yeah. their child. If there was any chance can, up to that point where you were like, I'm gonna, they, they can be redeemed. You were like, yeah. nope. <laughs> They're horrible. Yeah. No. And, and congratulations exactly. to Brian for the, the first ever uh, sandwich score that is three digits long. It is. You're nice. welcome. Because <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> it's almost perfect. It's almost right. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, that was us. It takes two. And then what about you, Troy? What did you play this week? I'm celebrating a big year. 2021. Um, it's been five years. And I can't. I just can't believe it. Five beautiful years with Clash Royale. Boo. <laughs> Boo. No, wait, wait. I'm sorry. The- bow, bow, bow. Sweet Princess Bride reference. Thank you. Um, this is a iPhone, a phone game made by Supercell Game. Imagine that you are a king and you have a castle and you're against someone else on the other side of a football field who also has a castle and you send your troops to try and siege their towers while they're sending troops to siege yours. It's a very cute top top down multiple or multiplayer online battle uh, game. Um, but here's the thing. So this came out March 2nd, 2016. That is one month before Manda and myself got married. And I instantly fell in love with this game then. I was playing it all the time. And it, since it was a month before our wedding, we were we were getting ready for our wedding, going out to venues and making sure everything got done. So we were always on the move. So I was playing this game obnoxiously <laughs> everywhere <laughs> we went. I would there would be sometimes, um, I think maybe I don't know if it was that month, but I would like whip it out and I don't know if I would just forget where I was at dinner or something, Manda, but like I just remember looking up from my phone and just your eyes burrowing into my soul. <laughs> so to give you guys an example, uh, the other day uh, uh, on our on our Wednesday stream, we were doing uh, uh, the, the, the Magic Twins and I made a picture for it and I posted it on Twitter and I was like, come see us play Magic Twins. And then I sent Troy that picture uh, and, and then we sat down to eat dinner and then he was silent for a really long time. And I thought it was because he was posting that picture to Instagram because that's what we do is I make a picture for Twitter. He makes a picture for Instagram. Yeah. And uh, no, no, it was just 15 minutes of him playing <laughs> Clash Royale until I was like, hey, are you almost done, babe? I was like, we're going we're gonna to go eat. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. I don't know what it is about this game, but it's like it's short competitive bites and I just get so into it and like literally the night of my wedding or the night before our wedding as we're, we're you know the next day I mean waking up we're going to be walking down the aisle I was in my bed covers up to my chest <laughs> with like just the glow of this clash royale game just hours and hours and I'm like I should probably go to sleep. <laughs> but uh 
I'm playing this. Uh, dearly beloved, we're gathered here to. Could you please put um, your phone away? One mm-hmm. sec, Rev. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> five years later, I, I stopped for at least a couple years because I, I was very addicted to this game for about three straight years. I stopped for the last couple of years, but the five year anniversary came out and they have seasons. And so I, I, I tossed them five bucks to get like the ultimate pass. And it's been a fun, lovely time. But you know what, Manda? I understand now. I, I understand why you're looking at me that way because the last few nights I have been playing this game and I'm like, I, I got this new job. So I'm like, hey, I got to go to sleep. I got to get ready. And I'm like, all right, well, let me just let me just do this while I'm you know doing dishes. And then like an hour goes by <sighs> and I feel horrible. I can now recognize my problem. Mm-hmm. And and I, I decided that I, I kind of need to start waning off. So I Clash Royale, I love you. You're near and dear to my heart, but I, I gotta I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna be much better paced with you uh in this new iteration of our relationship. Also happy actual anniversary, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> love you, babe. Love, love you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was Clash Royale. And then what about you, Amanda? What did you play this week? I played a game that I shouldn't have bought. Joe should have bought this game. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's really cute. It's called Cozy Grove. So you're basically like a, a Girl Scout, but instead of like selling cookies and doing community service, uh, you're like a ghost Girl, Girl Scout. You go camping and then you you talk to all of these little ghosts uh, on the island is they all have unfinished business and you have to convince them that they're okay uh, before they can like go on to the afterlife. But there's been a mistake. You were supposed to go to like this little safe island and you didn't. You went to this big dangerous island and then your ship's gone. So you're like stuck in this place with all these ghosts. It's not very scary. It's not scary at all. Um, it's just definitely very cute. But the, the hook of the game is that you can only play like 20 minutes a day. So you have a bunch of tasks. And then when you're done with those tasks, then yeah, you have to wait until an actual next day in order to, to play some more. So it has a little bit of like that Animal Crossing vibe. So all if right. you're like one of those people that liked going in to do your Animal Crossing chores, this, is, this game is all that. And it's super adorable. They have fishing, um, they have item collection, and they have crafting. And the longer you play, the more content unlocks. I'm in. <laughs> all of the ghosts are cube bears they're like the little cubes but then they have bear ears one of them's a seagull bear and one of them's a bear that's also a tree and one of them's a fox bear oh my gosh and they're all absolutely the cutest so many bears they're all bears they're bear which bears. one's your favorite which one's your favorite my do you favorite think? bear oh my gosh probably uh there's a there's a bear and i think there uh, you don't i don't know much about her story yet but i think that she used to be a scout leader bear um and <laughs> like she her- just like <laughs> sips tea like that's her bit that's her bit she'll like drink tea and then if you can't find something on the map she'll she'll like if you give me like a hundred old coins i'll tell you where that thing is is she like the grandma <laughs> from downton abbey no 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 no, no. okay no but because <laughs> i kind of want to see her as a bear but she's obsessed with tea and i like tea so so i'm good with that <laughs> that's great all right cool i think i'm definitely going to be playing this game yeah <laughs> the whole time i was playing i was like this is for joe this is a joke game <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was Cozy Grove. And then what about you, Hassan? What did you play this week? Guys, I got I got duped again. I uh, Oh no. I I bought MLB The Show 21 <laughs> having having owned MLB The Show 20 for the past year. And uh well, 
guys it's 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 not it's not a big advancement for it being the new uh the new um game in the new console in the next gen console mm. um i will say this uh it, it they did do a really good job of making sure that like all of the things in the ps controller like will make you feel like you're actually part of the game it does that thing that you know nba 2k did really well um for okay. those of you that don't know mlb the show is uh baseball simulator it's uh you know it has a whole bunch of different modes and just like fifa and fifa ultimate team they have something called diamond da- dynasty which is where you essentially buy packs of cards and then you can actually use those players that you get in those cards into your team and you can use this team to play with other people online are they physical cards or digital cards digital cards but okay they look okay. like physical cards yeah okay. So that's one of those cool things. Like they look like the real cards that you would normally like get from like either like a bubblegum pack or anything like that. Like even the older ones for like Babe Ruth and Jackie Robinson and stuff like that. They look like the genuine cards. Do they give you digital bubblegum? <laughs> they do not. No. Oh, it'd be so uh, gross if it did. Can you <laughs> imagine your, your, your PlayStation <laughs> slot? Just like a little piece of bubblegum like just oozes out of it it's like already chewed <laughs> why would it be already chewed i don't know it's baseball and they like spit no, no, no. their gum this and is, stuff this a is, lot this is card gum which means it would be hard as a rock ah, right no yeah. it would ooze out of anything no, it comes out of, out of the, USB the playstation port. guys they yeah. use the they use the playstation camera uh, yeah. on your face and you have to pretend like you're chewing it <laughs> okay so i'm not gonna lie to you guys if if mlb the show 2021 if the game was packaged with like big league chew and it came in like a <gasps> bucket i would buy it just for the big league chew, I'd be like, "Yes, <laughs> give me the game and the big league chew." You're like, uh, "Excellent upgrade <laughs> between yep. the, la- the the previous version." I'll tell you, you know that big league is like is like a dollar ninety five at Seven <laughs> Eleven. If you, you know? listen, okay. okay, no, I won the bucket. Uh, can I have your address for no apparent reason? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so, okay, so uh, there are three different versions out there. There's a regular version. They they did come out with a Jackie Robinson version, which I absolutely love because, you know, Jackie Robinson is arguably one of the best players to ever play the game. Correct. Uh, and then there was like an ultimate version. So I bought the Jackie Robinson version and it came with a pack of cards that had some legends in it. And when you open the pack of cards, it has you pick one legend. You get you don't get to keep all eight of them. And one yeah, but of- how many shiny Pokemon did you get? Okay, so there was a shiny Jackie Robinson. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> so, no, there was a Jackie Robinson, like a Hank Aaron, like a Babe Ruth and stuff like that. I didn't pick Jackie Robinson. What? What? I, I, I know. But, like, I looked at it strategically because Jackie Robinson's okay. a second baseman. So, I'm like, I don't need a second baseman right now. I need an outfielder. <laughs> so, I picked Hank Aaron, who's, again, one of the greatest hitters in all of baseball. Uh, we're getting off topic. But, anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This is the first time that I'm actually invested into Diamond Dynasty. And I think I could, I owe a lot of that to Ultimate Team from FIFA. Because, like, mm-hmm. getting my butt beat 14 times in a row by, like, some, like, fifth grader <laughs> made me realize that, hey, this is not too bad. So, like, <laughs> I, I, I started doing Diamond Dynasty and I started playing a couple of games here and there. I had class this morning and I had to listen to all of these other people's speeches. So I was just like, I'm just going to put myself on mute and I'm just going to play the show. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> Nice. That's the way to college. Exactly. So I did that. And then I think the feature that I'm having the most fun with right now is they have a new stadium creator. Nice. That goes really in depth and like helps you create your own stadium and the city around it too. 
Like you get to change the topography around you, like, and it's it's pretty amazing. Can you make Tina Turner's The Thunderdome? <laughs> no. Oh man, Here, I'm out. Let me let I'm me out. let let me rephrase that. Not yet. Ah, I'm back <laughs> <Okay>. in. <laughs> I'm sure at some point somebody's go- going to. But the only downside to all of that is the uh, the controls for the Creative Stadium are a little weird. It's a little hard to get used to. Sure. Yeah. So like you'll be like, oh, I want to move this grandstand over there, but if you don't have a button toggled on, you're going instead of moving the grandstand, you're actually raising it like 30 feet in the air. And you're like, oh, nope, they didn't want to do that. <laughs> I don't envy makers of sports games that have to have a new game every single year because they're emulating the real-life sports and the, and the rosters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Because like that, that game is a mess. And if you if you played them all back-to-back, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like all the different Diamond Dynasties and, and this mode and that mode and all that. It's so much packaged into one. But, like, you don't get a lot of big iteration from one game to the next because they don't have a lot of turnover. They, they don't have a lot of turnover time. They should just do player packs. You should have one buy game. a game in 2020. Yeah. You should buy a pack in 2021 and a pack in 2022. And Instead then in 2023, buying, yeah. you should buy a new game. Instead and then you have, game. like, time. How are we ever supposed to make money, Amanda? It's all about <laughs> making money. You sell them the same love- game. Again I would and again. love to dive into why even that is bad for business theory, but that would be real boring. Well, I mean, it is it is the MLB, and they, they are used to losing money. So exactly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, so the two the two biggest negatives I see right at the moment is number one, um, they've they've limited like the stuff that you can bring back from older games. So like if you had a save with a specific character, like Troy, if you wanted to bring your character of MLB the Show twenty twenty into twenty twenty one, you can't. Oh man. Get yeah. ready, guys. Jai Kylum is coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Jai the Sky Kylum is ready <laughs> for 2021. Uh, and aside from that, the graphics moving over from 2020 to 2021, there weren't very big, like, noticeable changes. Like, okay. you can take the PS4 Pro version of this game, and you can take the PS5 version, and it almost looks exactly the same. Gotcha. So it, okay. it's a little bit of a letdown, you know, going into a next-gen console, but hey, you know... It is what it is. I, I, like I said, I got duped again, but you know what? I'm having a lot of fun. That's what matters. Yeah. That's what matters at the end of the day. All right, cool. So that was MLB The Show 2021. So I'll do it for our games. That brings us into our news segment. News, 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 news. Starting us off this week, Microsoft has decided to do something epic, and that is lower the cut it takes from PC games to Microsoft store sales. Uh, they're actually going to be joining the Epic Game Store and lowering their take from 30% down to 12%. And now this only applies to PC games, not the Xbox Game Store, uh, but it is a step in the right direction for game developers in general. That's great. Yeah, it's pretty great. I- I'm loving that. The more money that goes to game developers, because to run an online store doesn't take 30% of the cut in order to do it properly. Right now. Yeah, I've also read articles to say that, that that actually doesn't affect their bottom line very much. It It is a huge benefit to indie devs with very yes. little effect to Microsoft. Mm. So that sounds Correct. perfect. Do you guys yeah. think that this is like shots fired at Apple a little bit? Not really. I mean, Apple does charge about 30%, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, uh, yeah it's about 30%. Uh, depends on actually... Apple actually does... Um, if you make less than a million a year, they also lower your fees as well. Uh, oh, I think okay. both Apple and uh, Android do that. Mm-hmm. But if you make over a million, then they take the full 30%. Got it. Tax the rich. Uh, but now on to PlayStation, their state of play was today, and for the info, we got Troy. 
Hey, Sony State of Play dropped today. A State of Play is kind of uh, Sony's chance to show some new games that are coming up and try to drum up some hype and information upon the games that, that uh, you, you're kind of looking forward to. So they dropped some news about Subnautica uh, Beyond, which the best way to describe it, it's like a first-person exploration underwater game. If you're familiar with No Man's Sky, it's like No Man's Sky, but under the sea. We're not going to get in trouble for that, right? Yep. No, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> under the sea. I'll change it up. I'll change yep. it up. And then they switched over to some news about Among Us. I was like, why are they showing Among Us stuff right now? Like, what's the big, what's the big whoop? They're actually just releasing a new skin, a Ratchet and Clank costume that you can put on some ears. You get Clank thrown on our side with you. I'm sure it's going to be like, I don't know, 300 bucks. I don't know. How much things in that game? <laughs> yeah, right? sure. 300 dollars. Yeah, 300 sounds fair to me. Is this uh, the first time that Among <laughs> Us is on the PlayStation or was it on there before? I was kind of surprised too, but Among Us is, I think it's just on everything. It, it blew up so big and it was so easy to port to different places that I think it's I think it's just available everywhere. Mm. There's a screen. If you have a screen, you can get Among Us. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. But the biggest news or the biggest chunk of the Sony State of Play was for Ratchet and Clank A Rift Apart. And they were showing actually 15 solid gameplay minutes of this June release game. And y'all, it looks so good. I live streamed it today, and literally all the comments were just like, I can't believe how beautiful this game is. I can't believe how beautiful the particles, the smoke, oh, yeah. the character, the animations. When you go to like shoot, like to try to, you know, hit somebody, like an enemy, and they get out of the way, you fully see like their entire animation. It actually looks like they narrowly missed your your shot or your hit. It's it's huh. little details, but it just fills in so many little animation blanks. Um the, the we got a little more of the story and we'll, we'll go more into it because this is a, a definite buy for me um i've been playing ratchet and clank games since day one uh they're they're kind of like mlb the show where they're not all that different they're pretty much <laughs> the same idea you're gonna shoot stuff with a bunch of crazy fun weapons and you're gonna hit things with a with a hammer or a ratchet uh a wrench uh, but it still looks like a great one of those and after playing I don't know. It's going to be like 200 hours of Skyrim. I need something that's going to be like just light and fun and colorful. So big state of the play for me. Really looking forward to Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart. Drops June 11th. Don't miss out. So there was no awesome. Dragon Age or Final Fantasy VII. It was literally like was? those three oh, games. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, it was like 15 minutes just, long. Yeah. <laughs> what if they did and I just... To answer Hassel's question, if this was the first time Among Us will be on the PlayStation, yes, it does seem like that is the that is the case here. Is that uh, it was promised in 2020 and it did they weren't able to do it for the PS4 uh. or the PS5. So it sound it looks like at the beginning of this month it leaked that it would be part of the state of play and that they were bringing it to the PlayStation Network. So it should there be soon, very very soon. Nice, awesome, awesome. Thank you for that reporting there, Joe. Lightning quick. Anytime. <laughs> and thank you for that reporting there, Troy. And uh, I did save this uh, this next one for Amanda to be here. Uh, someone in the Lord of the Rings MMO reached max level doing something very on brand. They were playing a hobbit and reached max level by doing nothing but baking pies. Oh, oh I love it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's perfect. They, they baked millions of them over the course of eight months to get to the level 130. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. That's a lot of berries. That's dedication. It's a lot were of there, pies. Were they different? Pie. Were they different pies, or was it the, all the yeah, same? Yeah, they were pie? different pies. Okay. He 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 always. Um, uh, Hassel, how they dare graduated you? How to whatever dare was the you highest. ask 
if yeah. they were different <laughs> pies. The, the caliber of that Hobbit, come on, is super high. And people say yeah. the MMO is dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they basically graduated to whatever was the highest uh, XP pie at the time that they could pie. make. It's got to be yeah. meat pie. If it's not meat pie, they're wrong. It's got to be like yeah. a chicken pot pie, right? It's I would put lamb above chicken, but I'm, I'm there with you. Yeah. Maybe it's like goblin pie. You know what I mean? No, you don't eat goblin. You know what I mean? No, never eat monster meat. Oh, okay. Rule. That's a rule. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then from no combat, we have Mortal Kombat. The movie came out, and we have some thoughts, guys. Y'all. That's right. Y'all. Y'all. Ooh. Warner Brothers came out with a 2021 Mortal Kombat. They were like, you know what, 90s? We got you. They came <laughs> we're out with bring what? It. A Mortal Kombat. So here, let me just do some highlights mm-hmm. from a game perspective. This movie nailed the fatalities. It's, I think, the first live action Mortal Kombat movie that I've seen that has absolutely nailed the fatalities they look just as gruesome as they are in the game and maybe a oh, little yeah. bit more because they look even a little more realistic i think in the movie mm-hmm. but from jack smashing heads to kung lao splitting people down the middle to Liu kane's dragon like they nailed the fatalities definite highlight for me as a as a fan of the games i give them i give them a negative for ladies i think that they could have given the ladies more lines more screen time and more important things to do but i give them a positive for Liu Kang because he was adorable and and I wanted I wanted to take him home with me. He was like the cutest. He had cute hair and a cute face. And it was a pretty. And he was like ripped. It, it was great. I liked his character. He was nice. very good. So on Tuesday stream we talked about Mortal Kombat a lot, but what we didn't do is we didn't rate it. And based on Tuesday stream, we are now rating all films in Paddington twos. Oh right. Yeah. So, it's true. Uh, how many Paddington twos would you guys give Mortal Kombat? And and just for context, Paddington Two has been rating, uh, rated on Rotten Tomatoes as the best critically acclaimed movie, right above Citizen Kane. It has a hundred percent. It is a 100%. perfect film. A hundred percent. So it would it would have to be part of a Paddington Two. So I would give yes, it. Yes, it's part of. I would get a, a fourth of a Paddington Two. A fourth of a Paddington Two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would I would probably okay. say I would probably be around there. I would probably be like a half a Paddington Two. Yeah. I think I'm in the boat of like Paddington Two got. A fatality, so it's like just the spine of Paddington oh. Two. There's just stuff. There's stuffing everywhere. Like it's get over horrible. here, spine of Paddington Two. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. I very much enjoyed I like the it. movie, though. I'm I'm like at yeah. a third. You're like a third. Yeah, because I I liked the the story in the Mortal Kombat games. The way the cutscenes and the story is given is better than the movie, and like that that if they had they 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 really had a template from the games to just put that into a movie or a TV show and they would have won. So coming from like the game perspective, like I, I think they dropped the ball on the story. I, I, I gave it low score because it's like, it's not like my favorite movie, but I, I realized that in hindsight that that seems very harsh. I really enjoyed watching this. I, I will watch it again. I watched these movies a lot growing up. Like I watched Mortal Kombat 2 Annihilation like so many times I can't even count. And like, I will watch this again and very much enjoy it. I didn't think it was great, it, but like it, 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 it is exactly what I expected. It worth to be. it for the visual candy alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was better than I actually thought it was. Good. I, I saw the trailer and I was like, wow, this looks great. There's no way this is going to be a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's just not a chance. So so I, I was actually pleasantly surprised by it. And I'm, I'm with Manda. I would never call this a good movie, but I really had a great time watching it. And, and 
I, I liked Sonya Blade. I liked some of the things they did with some of the characters, but I didn't. It wasn't great. It's not a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. watched it twice. Once just for enjoyment and the second time for me to take notes for our Tuesday show. So both times I found myself like really enjoying it. I was just like, this is this is fun. It's dumb. It's hella dumb. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's fun. It's if- fun dumb. If someone didn't have HBO Max, would this be a movie that you would say, all right, sign up for the subscription? Uh, you have a seven-day trial for free. Yeah. Heck yeah. Oh, seven-day trial for free. Yeah, if it's free, yeah. then yeah, you can do anything. Actually, and then once you're done with the seven-day trial, just make another email address with a different name and then just get yeah. another seven-day trial. There we go. Like, there if we this go. had been in the movies, I would have gone... Yeah, I would have paid movie here. prices to see this, and I would have been happy coming out of the movie theater. It wasn't. It wouldn't have been a waste of my money. Mm-hmm. I venture to say we might have been happier in a movie theater because you have that yeah. zeitgeist of everybody yeah. with you. Because, uh, like, spoiler alert, we've already said Kung Lao was in the movie, and he was not in the trailers and stuff. And I, I was very, like, I was stoked when I saw him, mm-hmm. as, as I, I am very sure Troy was as well. And when, when just when he says his name, I was like, yeah! And then when oh, he wow. says the fatality, I was, like, losing my mind. I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, we're getting a real fatality! <laughs> but I think if I was in a movie theater, it would have been even better because we yeah. would have had that, like, cheer, the the roar of, like, is that hat cutting someone in half? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. You would have had those groans and those, uh, uh, those, ah, uh, 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 that would have been fun to be a part of. It would have been a roar only rivaled by the portal scene in Endgame. Um, i do feel like this movie um i liked it a lot i do feel like it lacked heart though i feel like kano came in and just ripped out absolutely so (laughs) that's what he does he does it all the time so i feel like guys man yeah this movie got fatality so it didn't have any heart uh in it um so but everything else was great for me Um, i would give it like i would give it like a 40 percent of a paddington too Mm I did a little research afterwards. The director is is an Australian director who has done commercials up until now, and like, and he went super Australian with the cast. A lot of the cast that's not kind of the main players are a, a, a very much an Australian uh, crew. Uh, if you rewatch it or not rewatch, I didn't. But if you look in in context with the Australian like uh, angle, there's actually a, a a pretty nice like love letter to Australia. I don't know oh, if it's love letter nice. they were going for, okay. but I mean, <laughs> you could see how Kano alone was such a big character and oh, in yeah. the regular games oh, yeah. like he's he's like a he's a villain, but he's kind of a like a dumb stooge. I mean, he was yeah. the most like complete out of all of the characters. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. He's the Australian guy. That's yeah. why. Uh, was, so the the two things the last two things I would say about the movie. Number 1, did you guys know that Mortal Kombat Annihilation has a 2% on Rotten Tomatoes? I didn't know scores went that low, but they have a 2% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Finish no- him. <laughs> it's because it's Number Mortal two. Kombat 2, so, you know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then the second thing, uh, the guy who played Sub-Zero actually signed on to do four films. That's that's yep. that's four in his contract. So, yeah. guys, we're, we're just tip of the iceberg right now. <laughs> I am so ready. All right, so that will do it for our news. Now it brings us to our Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic! And this week is going to be brought to us by Manda. Indeed. With Kickstarter, early access games, beta games, and pre-orders, more than ever, companies are asking us to purchase games that we haven't seen yet. But uh, what do you guys think? How do you feel about buying games before they're complete? 
Uh, as you know, I'm a huge fan of the Kickstarter. I like I like back in the Kickstarter games, but I don't know if I have the same opinion about Kickstarter that I do about early access games or games that come out in beta. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, for me, it depends on the, the company history. Like if this is their very first game that they're releasing in early access, I'm a little bit more hesitant because who knows if they're actually going to finish it because early access doesn't mean that's going to get finished. It just means, hey, we're working towards something greater. Um, and it depends on uh, the company history and if it's something that I could really get behind and support. Like, oh, you guys have a, a baseline, but I can see where this is going. Um, so it, it, it heavily depends on that. But some companies, they've done like five of them and they've completed every single game. It's like, oh, yeah, here, you right. can have my money. You know, I, I have no problems supporting you guys. In, in concept, I'm for it. The idea that people who don't have a lot of money can kind of pre-sell their games and then gain enough funds to finish their game. I love that. It's scrappy. It's like, you know, it, it's like the community's coming together. I love that feeling. Personally, as a player, I don't like playing unfinished games. Not because of like the polish or whatever, just because I really want to see the the director or the developers like vision. I want to see their vision in completion. And mm -hmm. and I don't want to sully that by playing an unfinished version of it or a version that's not done. I would rather just even even if I if I did rebuy a game, I would rather pay that money and then not even play it until whatever year it's done and then go back to it. Um, but what happens a lot of times is I either forget or or I just or I don't go, or I don't pay any money at all. I just wait till it's done, and I don't know. But in concept, I'm really for it. I think I'm on that same boat. Like, playing a early access game, I'm not a very big fan of. And I think it's because, like, I have a tendency of, like, if I play something, I'm going to want to play more of it, right? So I wanna, I'm going to want to keep going and stuff like that. And if something is not clicking or if something is not necessarily there, it's going to turn me off of the game. But at the on the other end, like you know, like I, Amanda, I a hundred percent agree with you with the Kickstarter thing. Like Coral Island is a game that we've been waiting for for a really long time, and like we backed it and stuff like that, and it looks fantastic. So like, in that sense, like yeah, absolutely, I would give one hundred percent of my money to like developers so that they can finish their games, but just give me the game once it's done. Mm -hmm. Oh, does your opinion change if it's an indie game versus a triple A yeah, game? Absolutely. <laughs> no oh yeah i completely agree with kickstarters i don't want access to the game until it's done unless i'm a game tester i don't want to play an unfinished game if the point of the game was to be half done cool i will pay my 60 dollars or however much it is on kickstarter and get it when the half game is ready but i don't want to play a half game if that's a possibility I, I do believe in indie studios being able to do this, and I do totally think it's cool if they put out a demo of a game and say, hey, if you give us money, we can make the whole game. But that's the point of a demo. That's the, like, for me, I am completely, I don't care if it's AAA or indie, if the game's not completely polished and done, and, and like, and I don't even mean polished, like, you guys have heard me complain about spending $60 on a game and playing it for an hour and being angry about it because it was a terrible game. And usually it's because some mechanic in the game wasn't polished right or doesn't work the way it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. or, or perhaps I just don't like that mechanic. I'd much rather pay $60 up front. I'll pre-order the game. I just want it to be done when I get it. To make it take a couple years more if it needs that couple years to bake in the oven. Because I just don't want to play it if it's not right. Because I'm not going to. Yeah, my, my only reasoning that I could see myself wanting to play a triple A game that's not finished would be like... 
would be like the the same reason why I would want to like see a behind the scenes making of um a movie feature but mm-hmm. like since you can't really get that with games to to watch I mean it would be it would not it, I would have to go into it knowing that like oh I I want to see the bones of this I want to see this unfinished if that was my thing I could see going into an unfinished AAA game so that I can be there and see how it's changed you know over two or three months it's almost an entirely different experience if you're doing it that I feel way like that's more like alpha or beta testing i don't feel like that's paying for a game that you're just that i, I feel like that's almost one of those like you get into it like you get into it on the bottom level and you're kind of growing with it and i, I don't know if you pay for that a lot of the time i'm not Sure. Usually you don't. Yeah, yeah usually for alpha and beta you don't. Well, yeah, really like because I'm I'm with you. I think it's cool to have that underneath part or to be part of the the process of how they decided they were going to change something, especially with multiplayer games. I remember I think Brian was in the alpha and the beta for Destiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hearing him talk about it was like really cool from thing to thing to thing. And then when a game finally came out and it wasn't quite done that first mm-hmm. month, it was a right. very different experience than when you were in testing. Mm-hmm. If yeah, you paid well, $60 for a game, that game should be done. Yeah, I I'm I'm feeling but I'm feeling like the alpha and beta and it being undone, while well, those are two separate things are still the same interest for me to get in on that level. But do you feel mm-hmm. the same about the alpha and beta if you've paid for it versus not paid for it? Meaning if you have to pay to get in that access. Yeah. Cuz 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 um I think uh what is it um the what is the D&D game, the the third one that's just coming Baldur's out. Baldur's Gate? Yeah. Like with Baldur's Gate 3, I think is a perfect example. They released it in early access, but mm-hmm. this is a triple A studio. And for me, they don't need the money in order to complete this game. Mm-hmm. Like personally, that's how I feel. They don't need money to complete this game. I think they should have just been releasing, like if they wanted to release like the first chapter, which is what they did uh, with the when they initially went to sell it. I think they should have just released that as a as a demo. Or right. even just uh, some of it, because they wanted to. I know they wanted to get feedback on how players thought about it. Right. Feedback to me is a hey, here's a here's a demo. Pl- let us know. Um, I don't think they should have been charged. Like personally, yeah, uh, for that specifically, I don't think they should have charged. It, for it, it feels a little grimy coming from a uh, a well funded studio where it seems yeah. like they're making you pay to do their work. Because mm-hmm. you're going to be giving them all this invaluable information about what works, what's what's glitching out, what what your feedback is, but you're not making any money for all that work. You you've actually you're doing it for free. Mm-hmm. But strangely enough, I I agree with you entirely. But also on the flip side, having gotten games that clearly aren't finished, mm-hmm. that yeah. that were released and so broken, like uh, I I'm I'm like the most hypocritical person ever because I was like, why didn't you release it in, in early access? Why didn't you let us see it? Because we would have told you all of these things were broken, and then it could have been released fine. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's a good point too. I, I get that I can't have my cake and eat it too, but I do think both those things simultaneously. <laughs> And, yeah. and those are yeah, and I get you. I completely get you with uh, with both of those signs of the coin. Right. I do and- think that it's important for indie games though to be able to release something if they've if they've taken money for a game and it's not completely done or or you know or they're able to put a demo a demo out so that people can play the game and then maybe back it some more. I think that's super cool. I'm, yeah, I'm about that life. I agree. But it, but if they say the game is done, no matter how much that game costs. If it's done and it's not actually done, that's where I kind of draw my lines of like, no, mm-hmm. don't do that. Just keep <laughs> it a little longer. 
I'm always at odds when I buy an indie game early access because it's like, oh, I want to buy it so I can support them early. But usually the early access game is like 10 bucks and then the final game would be 20 bucks. I was like, I would have given you 20 bucks for early access because I just want to give you money so you finish this. Um, so it's yeah. always like, oh, do I buy it now so you can have it? So you could, or do I buy it when it's out so you get more money? And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a hard question. And, and I actually really like this topic, Manta. I, uh, I, I think generally, yeah, yeah, trying to, to support those indie games I think for that, you know, if you can do it, go for it. And, it, it, you mm-hmm. know, cause they need, they need, they need that, that upper leg sometimes that help to, to finish exactly. their games. So I'm, yeah. you could buy the game in early access and then when it comes out, buy it for a friend. I, I yeah, Ooh. that's, that's perfect. That friend I is me. It. Guys, <laughs> I'm that friend. What if, what if the story of the game was unfinished because you're supposed to finish it? You're Ooh. supposed to do the coding. Like, what if that's <laughs> part of the game? Mind blown. They're going to be so what disappointed with my skills. <laughs> oh, my god! What if the real game is the friends we've made along the way? Oh. <laughs> See? <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that was a great topic, Manda. Thank you so much. Uh, so that has been our... Money Morsel Tasty Topic! Cha-cha! And now that brings us to our... Hassel, would you like to do the honors? Moments in video game history! Which is a new segment we're going to be trying out this week instead of our Dragon of the Week. Amanda, you're going to bring it to us, right? I am. So, uh, fun story um, is I was supposed to do the Dragon of the Week, but I forgot. So we thought this would be an excellent (laughs) opportunity for us to roll out an idea that we've been ruminating on. Video games have a very uh, long history, and sometimes we talk about the people associated to events, but we thought, what if we talked about, like, the legends of video games? The tall tales, the urban stories, the the things that rattle around in the back of our brains that we've all heard about. Uh, But let's dive deep, 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 deep into those... uh, those stories and this week we're going to bring you probably one of the most well-known urban legends of uh, video game history only it's actually not an urban legend it's true we're going to talk about the legend of et and the atari video game burial so to be fun um, i am the only one who's done research on this article everyone else is just gonna talk about it from memory so who would like to start us off uh the legend of et tell us tell us a story how far back are we going yeah, the beginning. The worst, yeah, yeah. The beginning. In the beginning. Steven Spielberg <laughs> had a vision. No, no, no. Wait, wait further back. So electricity. Was... <laughs> uh, further back, further back. So they're atoms and they collide. Um... <laughs> not so far back. <laughs> yeah. If we go any further back, we're, we are into theology and I'm not ready for yeah, that conversation. No. <laughs> My layman's memory of this is they made an, a game to go with E.T., the extraterrestrial, the, the, the hit movie from uh, Ready Player One's Steven Spielberg. <laughs> really? You're going to go with Ready Player One's Steven Spielberg? You didn't go with His Jaws? Famous you go- body hey, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, and apparently it was like really rushed or something. And, and then when it actually got pushed out to consumers to like meet a deadline, uh, the game just was just garbage. It, it broke a lot. It was really hard. It, it tanked in sales. Little kids, like they got it for Christmas and were like, this isn't the ET I know. There's like, where's the Reese's Pieces? Um, and, and it did so poorly that instead of, sunsetting it very nicely they just took a lot of the existing copies that were either either like i don't know mailed back to them or whatever and they just put it in like a landfill i believe or that was the legend Mm -hmm. that that they weren't sure or not if 
they buried all of these excess ET cartridges and just tried to forget it ever happened. <laughs> and, and this like made the entire industry crash or something. My my recollection of events was that um, ET had already come out um, and the video game was supposed to be like almost, I think, a continuation of uh, E.T., which was, uh, you know, directed by West Side Story Steven Spielberg. Thank you. <laughs> and I, I think I think if I'm not mistaken, like the person who was, or like the team that was supposed to develop it had a limited time to do it. And at the end of the day, it ended up being just extremely difficult to play. Like for anybody, like even for them. So that's why it wasn't successful. Um, besides that, I have I have nothing else other than, hey, it yeah. was a game about E.T. Until a couple of years ago, I believe it was still kind of like an urban legend where it's just like nobody was 100% sure if they actually did bury these or not. Mm-hmm. Or if it was just a tax write-off and they just like buried it in like the metaphorical sense. Um, but I think like a couple of years ago, a guy actually went out and started trying to find the actual landfill. Yeah, and, they made uh, a whole documentary did. out of it. Yeah, I believe, and, and yes. he actually did. He found it, right? From yeah, I think so. I think that's a documentary. Is that he, they find it? They straight up find yeah. it. Do you have anything so, man, to add, Joe? Facts? Well, well, yeah, Joe. we got to get uh, Joe. Basically, they said everything that I I know of it. So collectively, we have done fairly well. Um, yeah, okay. I'll, yes. I'll give I'll give everyone everyone two points for their cursory knowledge of of Atari and and on and, and et but i'm going to fill in some fun facts that i that i found were very interesting um yes brian's correct it was a documentary uh about un, uh, unveiling the landfill in alamo gordo new mexico apparently it was actually a really big deal um them burying all the video games as you can imagine the city was not very happy when they found out that this <laughs> happened uh so they buried the video games out there and then they're having a problem with children coming to take the video games uh there were also a problem with wild animals for some reason they're big uh, gamers they're <laughs> big big gamers really big et like, fans like possums ra- coming yeah. to steal copies of et possums it was really big in the possum community yeah. uh, so but the wild actually- animals were coming for the children yeah that's what they- <laughs> 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 Wait, was it was big was this a place where like a lot of hunters were coming you know because they were looking for a big game uh, oh uh, uh. <laughs> moving on so they actually concreted over the landfill so it was like oh. they dug a pit put video games in it and then the video games were so bad that they concreted over it <laughs> wow <laughs> they That's were like effective. jumanji yeah. they were never allowed to get out <laughs> yeah. so uh the they paid 25 million dollars for this game uh which, that's an 80s money that was that was 80s money wow i'm gonna look up how much that is nothing. now yeah google the difference between 80s money and modern money i think they still use paper at that time mm, the olden days crazy <laughs> gosh they they stuck it in a hole and then cemented over it whoever came up with the idea i would be very afraid of that person <laughs> they, they say <laughs> that every time together. you drive by that like concrete part of like new mexico you hear the et phone oh, no. and you're like oh god what was that uh, what year was this man one more time this was uh 1983 83 yes E.T. is listed among the worst commercial failures in video games, Yikes. which I thought was was a dig until I went to look at the list. It is listed among other games such as Earthbound, Grim Fandango, and uh, Shenmue 1, Shenmue 2, and oh, there was one more, Kingdoms of Amalur. Well, so, I mean, like, those are commercial failures. Those are commercial failures. Because those are some yeah. critically acclaimed yeah, games. Yeah, those are fantastic yes, are. games. <laughs> 
but I was like, oh man, I want to look at the other list of games that that completely failed. And E.T. is like one of the only um, bad ones. Tim Schafer, the maker of Grim Fandango, while while everyone has said that it's one of the best adventure games ever made, he, he does understand that it was the adventure game that kind of ended adventure games for a long time because it did yeah. so so poorly in sales. They're like, it's the best game ever made, and it did poorly. I guess the genre is dead. <laughs> So uh, 25 million in 1983 equates to 66.49 million. Wow. What? That's... Wow. Dang. That's a lot of Reese's Pieces. That is a lot of Reese's Pieces. So apparently they went to do the documentary so they could unearth these games and de- decide if the rumors were true and they truly were all copies of E.T. Uh, they are copies of numerous games that were failing at the time. The whole industry was going through through um, a, a kind of a catastrophe. But about 700,000 cartridges were found uh, with, uh, with, wow. with E.T. on them. And, and this kind of led to the, the great video game crash of 1983. Like, at this point... So many people were just making games for uh, home consoles because it was the hot new thing that they really saturated the market with these kind of crappy games. And by crappy, mm-hmm. just meaning that they did not give the developers any time to work on it. They were just trying to milk this before the the trend wore off. And when this game failed, it is E.T., one of the most popular movies of like the last century. And it's a video game and it's marketed to kids. And it was like Christmas time or Thanksgiving when it came out. It had every factor working towards it. And it was so bad that it failed. Literally, people just stopped investing and buying in video games. And it was dire uh, um, that the, the, the entire uh, industry of video games would go under. If it wasn't for Mario. According to the internet, E.T. wasn't necessarily like the catalyst, but it was definitely like a picturesque mm. example. It is like the the mascot of it's, the crash. It's is, the poster alien. Right. This, is this <laughs> happened with other, not only other uh, video games, but also video game consoles that they, they were trying to develop things so quickly that they oversaturated the market and then people didn't want anything. And this happened at the exact same time that um, personal computers became more popular. So why buy a video game console mm. if I can play games on my, on my PC? Um, and that wow. fight is still happening to this day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, another quick story about the landfill is when kids were going to steal games out of the landfill, they were like filling up their backpacks with cartridges. And they said that when they got the ET cartridges that they gave them all away to their friends because, and I quote, this game sucked and you couldn't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine these kids went and they like got these games. They're like, yeah, yeah. They hand it to their friends. And then all their friends just like show up the next day at school, just like shaking their head at them. And then they get the games and then go and try to put them back into the landfill. <laughs> 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 <Next night. laughs> but, but this story does have a magnificent silver lining. So um, they did an excavation of the site. Um, they got as many of the cartridges out as they could. Some of them went to the, the documentary producers. Some of them went to the New Mexico Museum for um, Science and History. That's good. Some of them went to the Center for Computing History. So you can go to museums now and see these cartridges um, versus them rotting in the ground. Uh, ironically, <laughs> the New Mexico Museum for Space and History was selling these cartridges. And an ET cartridge today... Sells for one thousand five hundred dollars. What? <laughs> yeah. it's, stop it! No, that's not real. Oh yeah. my gosh! No, it's it, it, people because because the legend. They was like, oh, I want one of those bad right. games. I want to put it in my house. It's a part of video game history. Yeah. So who's laughing now? Huh? Yeah. Huh? It's making that money. <laughs> Spielberg's laughing all the way to the bank. 
And there are about 300 cartridges that are, uh, remain to be sold. So, you know, if you want your own E.T. cartridge, check out the uh, New Mexico Museum of Space and History. Wow. $1,000 a pop? $1,500, yeah. So just a lot. Oh, my gosh. It's made... That's great. What are the chances that that you can still play the game? Like, it's been so long. It's been underground at this point. I don't think it's going to work. Do you want to? They're probably all different. Oh, yeah. You couldn't play the game before. (laughs) Even when it was. (laughs) It's actually an improvement. (laughs) Uh, To date, they have raised over $107,000. That's nice. proceeds from. That's super awesome. What a, so cool. what a cool idea would it be if if they got like the original developer? He's probably in his fifties now or something, and like gave him a chance to remake the game for real. Like here's some time. We're gonna get the franchise back. We're gonna make like the ET game with the mo- modern technology that there should have been. Does he have to make it for the Atari? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see that. You give him all of the modern comforts of being able to develop and like all of these new engines, but tell him he's got to stick to 8 bit. Let's see what happens. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down. Well, thank you so much for that, Amanda. Um, I love that. Yeah. And much like uh, the, you know, ET, we turned that, that, uh, that mistake into gold. You know, yeah. you couldn't do the uh, the dragon, and we turned it into something even oh, better. Yeah. We could have buried it in a landfill. Instead, we're wearing it proudly. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, thank you. Uh, unfortunately, though, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Boom, 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 boom. But you can always find us online. To continue the conversation, you can always follow us online. Check us out on Twitter for the latest in indie game news on Instagram for updates and the silliest of images, on Discord for daily discussions, and on Twitch for live gaming and just chatting every day of the week. We are at Taste of Dragons everywhere, and we'd love to hear from you. And as always, though, we also still have our Beeb of the Week, our Gem of the Week, if you will, our comments from the stream from our week, and this week it's going to be brought to us by Troy. The comment of the week goes to... Freed TMG. What would Ryu say in a car? Honda Dukin. Thank you, Freed. Thank you, Freed. That was great. That was great. <laughs> well, as always, though, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. I'm Hassel. And I'm Joe. And we are the, the Taste, Taste of, of Dragons. Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs> hey, Assault, you want to play MLB the show? No, you want to start a FIFA tournament, though? Damn it, I'm playing MLB. Guys, I Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast, the podcast for everyone's day.